were transformed from one level of glory unto another as by the Spirit. Yeah, as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we are changed. We are not momentarily given magical power. We are changed. We are transformed. That's the effect of the anointing. It's a rewiring of my system. And it comes as part of it, the spirit of understanding. The learning agility to grasp complex things and understand it. Secondly, the spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of counsel and might. Counsel speaks to accuracy of judgment. Accuracy of judgment. That's what counsel speaks to. Accuracy of judgment. Can you put up for me Isaiah 46 and verse number 10? Quickly, Isaiah 46 and verse number 10. Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. The Bible says here in verse 10 of Isaiah 46, it says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, this was God speaking, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. My counsel shall stand, I will do all my pleasure. There's something about God's counsel that is immutable. It, you, you, you can't alter it. When the spirit of counsel comes upon you, what happens to you is that you start to understand the mind of God. It's counsel. Yeah. You start to walk in God's counsel. So counsel speaks of accuracy of judgment. My counsel shall stand. I will do my good pleasure. So the spirit of counsel aligns you with divine guidance. That's what it does. And it's the effect of the anointing within So you can be anointed. You know, some people, the only understanding we have of anointing is just to shake and jack. Yeah. That's, that, that's the effect that it makes with our physical body. But the Holy Ghost is not only interested in just making you jack. He wants to jack you up from within. Yeah. There's no point falling and rising the same way. It's better you don't fall at all, but something happens. <laughs> if you are going to fall, you must rise up a different person. Yeah. Yeah, you must rise up a different person. Yeah. When I when I want to lay hands, I pray to the Holy Ghost. I know some people are more emotional than some people. If somebody has to fall, let them fall. But everybody I lay hands on must change. I'm not moved by your not falling. All I want is your testimony. Yeah, because the, the sensationalism and the emotionalism sometimes does not produce anything. Yeah, so I'm not moved by your not falling. Because some people think, except you fall, you have not received anything. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's better you stand and receive something than you fall and you didn't receive anything. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to fall, but make sure something is falling on you. Yeah. Make sure that something is rewiring you from, from inside. Not just unnecessary emotionalism, it just and then it, yeah. When you're working out now, you can't even understand the mind of God. Yeah. Somebody was lying before. You came out of church. After hands have been laying on you, you, you are a, a worse liar. Nothing has happened to you. Yeah. Whatever was making you a liar before, whether it's a spirit of fear, whether it's it, it, the thing should leave you. Yeah. 
Now you should walk out as someone who understands the will of God, the purpose of God for your life, the counsel of God for your life, and you are bold to declare it. That's the effect of the inner working of the Holy Spirit. Say amen, somebody. So the spirit of might speaks to inner strength. Inner strength. Resilience. The quality of being unstoppable. When the Bible talks about the spirit of might. Might from within. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you to turbocharge you, it gives you the spirit of might. The spirit of might there talks about resilience. Capacity for a greater level of resilience. Where your threshold for pain is heightened. What afflicts other people and they break down and become depressed. When the spirit of might is upon you, you shake it off. That's what happens. Yeah. You know some people here, you cannot, you cannot even withstand any kind of persecution at all. And because of that, you are not doing some things you are supposed to do. What will people say? What will people say? And you are at the same spot. When the spirit of might comes upon you, you take decisions that will move your life forward. And you don't care whose ox is God. You know, you just, you just move. You just do stuff. They warn the apostles, don't talk again in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 4, when they went and prayed, the spirit of might came upon them. It manifested in, in, in boldness. Can you imagine when the authorities say, don't say this again. Don't do this again. And they went out. And defied the authorities. And he just went out and just, just started to do. It takes a level of boldness. Which is the spirit of might. Before you can take charge like that. It's not ordinary. Yeah. It's not ordinary. It's the kind of thing you are doing as you are going as your friends are crying. That we may never see him again. Yeah. It's unfortunate. That in this part of the world. The people who demonstrate like that, some of them are not even Christians. Yeah. I remember listening to uh, the great Ganifara in me once, who said at a time in his life, he went about everywhere with his briefcase, with everything that he needed for prison inside it. Because as he's going in the morning, he would tell his wife, if I don't return today, it's okay. Yeah. And it reminds me of Esther in the Bible. Who says, if I perish, I perish. And she was talking from, you know, the standpoint of the influence of the Holy Ghost. So if people who are not believers like us can talk like that, sometimes I wonder what is wrong with us. Yeah, I think it's just a love of good life. Yeah, too much of it, Seth, that is affecting some of us. Yeah. Take everything easy. You don't talk when you're supposed to talk. You don't want to ruffle any feathers and just, just do. Yeah, and nothing changes like that. Don't be afraid for me because some people will be afraid now. Our pastor, is he going to advocacy? Is he going to be making trouble? By the Holy Ghost, anything. The only thing you can be assured of is it has to be by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I hope you understand what I'm saying. It's not about me, it's about you. As I talk now, just be thinking of yourself. Don't think for me. I'm okay. <laughs> just, just ask yourself, what are the things I'm supposed to be challenging that I'm not challenging now? What are the things I'm supposed to be challenging that I'm not challenging now? Because the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, when it comes upon you, you receive might to press through and pray through difficulties until they cave in. 
Proverbs 24 and verse number 10, the Bible says, if you fail in a day of adversity, he said, your strength is small. One translation says, if you, if, you, if you fail to perform under pressure, you are a poor specimen. Yeah, a bad specimen. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he wants to make you the right specimen for what is ahead of you. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Then the Bible also talks, lastly, about the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. They are together. They work together. You know, because the way the spirit of knowledge works, the more you know him, the more you want to know him. The more you know him, the more you fear him. Because you gain a dimensional approach to your knowledge of him. You know the reason why some of us don't fear God is because we don't know him. <laughs> if you have experienced him as a consuming fire, when he says don't touch, you won't touch. All this one that you are touching anyhow, touching anyhow. Eh? Yeah, it's because you don't know him. Yeah. You touch what doesn't belong to you because you don't know him. You touch a woman that you are not legally married to it's because you don't know him. Yeah. If you know him as the arranger of destiny, you, you, you just generally develop capacity for restraints. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So knowledge and the fear of God, they work together. If you are struggling with the fear of God in your life, please understand. It's because your knowledge of him is very minimal. You need to increase it. You need to trust the Holy Ghost for the inner working of him. To reveal to you God in certain areas. Ah! When you see God walk in certain ways, his fear will catch you. Yeah. And it's not like the fear of a snake or fear of arm robber. You know, the yepa kind of fear. Where you just say, hey! No, not that kind of fear. It's the referential fear of the Holy God. The type that Isaiah saw and he said, <laughs> I'm a sinner. You know, uh, the, the, the fear of God. When, when Peter saw, <laughs> saw boats sinking, yeah, you know, he said, eh, this God is the God of breakthrough. He's here. You know, there are certain things you see and you will become a spectator in the story of your own life. And people will tell you, you 